Father, we just want to, <clears throat> Lord, conclude this time of prayer like we started it, just looking to you and God thankful for your presence. Um, Lord, you do all things well. And uh, God, we don't do all things well all the time. And Lord, we, you know, we, we've not, any of us arrived, we've not attained into perfection, but God, we just, we want to fulfill your will and plan and a plan for our lives, both as individuals and as a class. And so, Father, we, we really just ask you to speak to us this morning through Christodos and through Scott. I pray that this would be a time of edification and exhortation and encouragement Lord, every time we close our eyes, every time we open our Bible, every time we gather in Jesus' name, we recognize that, Lord, you want to speak to us. So, Father, help us to tune our, our ears to hear spiritually. Lord, would you prepare our hearts to, to, to interact with you during this time? We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So... <clears throat> One thing that's happened as, you know, I've taken a couple of trips to, to visit Christodos in India, and sometimes we'll go different places. Maybe we'll see a church plant or we'll go, you know, to a different service or something. And it seems like every time I'm in India, we'll be about 20 minutes away from where we're going. And, and you kind of get nudged. It's like, oh, by the way. When we get there, we'll have you share something. Well, so I did the same thing to Christodos this morning. Just to, you know, just so you know how it feels. Okay, so Christodos, I told him 20 minutes ago, hey, can you, you know, come and share? So anyway, let's welcome Christodos. Come up and let us know what's going on. <laughs> yes. Thank you, brother. So you can advance this. Yeah, we'll have to, you have to change the slides so that you can do this or he can do it. Yeah, I think you can do it from here. Okay. Yeah, once he starts, I can do from here. Oh, by the way, thank you so much for you know, allowing me to come here uh, without giving, you know, information or short information that I've been here. But these are some of the churches we have planted. Uh, 18 years back, the Lord has laid in my heart to go into the unreached places where uh, witchcraft and human sacrifices are very much prevalent in our nation, which you cannot see today in the media, though everything is, uh, everything is in, uh, you know, on the media, but these things the media doesn't cover. Uh, social media or YouTube does not. So this is a church we have planted uh, eight, 13 years back. I had an opportunity uh, I have seen a, a newspaper, one girl, uh, two girls were crying at the dead body. The story of that is uh, their father and mother go to the other side of the river for the work. So the boatman saw, uh, she's a beautiful lady. Uh, they killed the husband and raped her. So the two girls, eight years girl and five years girl, they became orphans. And uh, at that I was reading in the newspaper and I figured out how to go to this place. And uh, we went and we have adopted those girls, two girls. And where I sought for the church, and there is no church, but a young man I found who is a Christian. So I had an opportunity to disciple him, and he started working in that area, and I was with him. 
supporting him from a small amount of money every month and taking those two girls into our house and raising them. So this is the result of the church today and God allowed to plant the church. Not only that, this young man was so passionate what the Lord has done in his life. He went around and shared. And today he brought about 27 to 30 young men to our place where we had an opportunity to teach all things like how to evangelize, how to disciple, how to plant the church. Now, they are all into different parts of that region. Everyone has more than two congregations today. So, this is how the Lord has been working. And our LFBI courses has been taught for the last three years. So, we have gone through New Testament, we have gone through Old Testament survey, and we have gone through uh, cost of discipleship, goals of discipleship, all the dispensation. So, all have gone, and uh, this is how going on. The next slide, please. We may not, I may not explain all the slides. This is how we started the ministry with the Samuel, the, this young man. Uh, and the, these are the young people, young children came to know the Lord from different parts. That was the heart we had. That was the beginning, please. So today you have seen that in a different way. What else? Charla, Charla. Yeah, that is in, uh, in Telangana region. That's one of the states called Telangana. Central. Yes, central. central India, central part of India. Here, uh, New Delhi. No, no, not in New Delhi. New Delhi is the north. That's in Hyderabad. So Hyderabad is a capital for Telangana. Mm -hmm. So from Hyderabad east side, you got to go east side about five, three hundred kilometers, more oh, than three hundred kilometers. Very, it's very rural. It's out in the country. Big tribal village, kind of a mentality out there. Yep. Yeah. So you're dealing with a lot of the witchcraft and all that sort of stuff. Hinduism, is it? Lot of, lot of. We will see in the end of the uh, end of this presentation. You will see one surprising short video. Yes, sir. I've never heard of uh, human sacrifices in India. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, you know, these all tribal people, uh, tribal villages. They they have one house here and a half a kilometer other house. The reason is, they listen to the voice of the demon asking women sacrifice their goddesses. So they try to, you know, go to the neighboring house and catch that boy or girl and they take it, take them to the one goddess where they have a small temple or, you know, some, you know, stone, what they call is idol, gods. So they come and sacrifice the boy or girl to the gods and goddesses. So that's what they build their houses very far to each other. And sometimes they give it to sacrifice. They take the travelers. You know, one day, Lord rescued me from that. <laughs> uh, I, I missed the boat. We, we have to go to that village just like a crossing the river. So I missed the boat uh, overnight uh, that afternoon. And I had to stay somewhere in the wilderness. And one young man comes to me and says, hey, a couple of years back, you shared the gospel with me. I became a Christian going to the church other church you don't have a way to go to that particular village now you got to stay here then i said i can't stay anywhere then he took me to his house and there is no house in that village that uh, wilderness other than his house i asked him why so he told me the, all this story so he became a christian he gave me shelter on that night and morning i started going to that particular village and that villager said if you would have been here yesterday you would have been caught by one of the families to offer sacrifices to gods and goddesses so I missed it. That's not accidental. I, I, 
I, you know, I understood that's the incidental that God allowed me to do that. I never missed in that 18 years of my trips. I never missed that. So this is one of the churches we planted. These are youth. Uh, now they are grown up. Now, brother, we can flip, flip. Next one. Yeah, this is the man. He's never been to school, does not know how to read and write. God gave me this man a couple years. Like he's the elder of the village. He has uh, several uh, villages surrounding his village. So he he is uh, you know he used to deal with these demon possessed people. In other words, he's a uh, you know like almost goddess in the village, dealing with the old people. But he has no peace, no joy. Always had a deep a deep pain in his heart, seeking for God in other words. And finally, when we gave the gospel, this man came to us. His name is Malaya. So he accepted the Lord. And uh, I had a privilege of, you know, taking him into our school, like two years of school and teaching him the word and explaining him how to be a disciple and teaching the word. And finally, he went to the village and he started sharing Jesus. So he planted a church in that village. Nearly 400 people come to that church from different villages. They walk several kilometers to come to that church. And they will have lunch there in the church all together. And again, go back. They start morning, come to the church by 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. They worship the Lord. Again, they go back. And by evening, they reach home. Every day that happens. So we had an opportunity to go to that particular area to train as many people as we can and plant the churches so that these men and women does not need to come to that particular place every Sunday. So that uh, that's how we have been working and training of people. This next, so this is the church now. They are uh, you know this under construction still going on, but they are worshiping in that. And next to that, uh, you know, church just few yards from the church, there's a human sacrifice in the temple there. Yeah, I I did not take that picture. I I have that picture, but in other slide I think. Yeah, please. So this is uh, the church planters' wives and church planters. They come to our training, and they go back. And these are the church planters and their uh, wives in one particular area. They, are, they have all been involving in our our work. Yeah, this is this is the congregation of that man of God. Yeah, this is other one. This is in North India, close to 200 and 250 kilometers away from me. One man started working there and God gave him this many people in that particular place. So this is another church plant. So this is, this is I think, we have covered... Uh, yeah, this is another one. This is two churches planted in one place called uh, Dangavaram. So that's close to 40 kilometers away from Cherla. Last time we were about to go, but uh, we got alarm uh, from anti-Christian group people better not to come to that area. So otherwise, Chris and I would have been there. Next brother. So this is the other uh, church planters group and uh, other church planted in close to the Cherla area. Please, next one. So these were the church planters from Cherla region where this wall we have explained. So these men go to the different villages and they share the gospel. And the, whoever comes to saving knowledge of God, they start discipling them. And now they all planted nearly 52 congregations we have. Like in our congregation is like 10, 15 people through two, 110 people like. So these all guys are into church planting and we have been investing our time and our resources. And when I call the church planter, they are not, the, you know, they are pastors, but they don't have any, any uh, stuff like material to teach and uh, financial support 
because their congregations, you know, the new believers, they don't have. So we are trying to help these guys for four or five years, being with them, supporting them, training side and also financial side. And uh, God has been, a, you know, gracious to all these guys to plant the churches. So this is the same group with their wives. We can flip this. Yeah, this is other part of people. You can flip this one as well. So this is a training programs when we go. We don't have a training center. I have a you know, little bit bigger than this. Uh, that is my church where I built on my house. So we train them there and they go back. But uh, now the challenge we have is we, I cannot keep the church planters more than one day. So we don't have a place to sleep and a place to eat. So we have been working out for the training center, which will be profitable for five different states. So people come, 11, 11 to 12 language people come. So they learn the word and go back and minister their people, please. So recently we had a family conference for our all church planters there. One man of God who had been in the ministry in North India, uh, 40 churches he established with a group of people. So I, I thought this man will be very practical in regards to persecutions. Uh, many people, you know, threatened him. Some people came to, you know, attack him. But in spite of all that, he was able, God was able to use him um, to establish so many churches. And he gave and he poured out how uh, he can, they can do the ministry in the midst of difficulties, persecutions, hard times. It was such a blessing on 17th and 18th of last month. Yeah, I'm sorry, this month. This is all. Yeah, this was the time when Chris came to India. I brought uh, all of our church planters and their wives. So they have been uh, gone through, you know, very good stuff. So that's, by the way, one of our church planters' house on the terrace. We made it possible to gather all of them. So Chris is there. So after the training, this is how they sleep. <laughs> that's the result of my preaching. Yeah. <laughs> so they all, you know, they got the spirit and they all fell down there. <laughs> so these guys take rest in the night. No shelter, no bed, no bathrooms, no, they'll just go out for, you know. So I just request you, we are going to have a meeting with all of our, some of our donors and uh, brothers on Monday. So pray that God would uh, move some people to work towards the training center. So for the training center, yeah, this is other group on the other side. So I can't keep women there. So woman has to come down to my office room, small office room, and one of our other restroom, and they got to take rest there. <laughs> so we are just expecting to buy the land and uh, build the training center in 300 and 350 USD. So this is a very interesting story. A couple of years back, I have sent our church uh, elders and leaders. Her husband was murdered. One anti-Christian overnight came and they murdered him. And he died, very young man, and she, she had the four children. So we have taken those children into our uh, ministry and there we have been feeding them, taking care of them. Uh, we, I sent one of our guys, Suresh there. Suresh is another Suresh, not the Suresh that we have in Tadapali. So we, every, every month we are supporting and these are the two brother-in-law suffer. So they don't have a, you know, she cannot do the ministry now because of uh, situations and two brother-in-laws taking care of that ministry. And we cannot easily go to that place. So there is two, we have to cross the state and we have to go to that district. And again, from the district village, they have under questions why we are going there. So recently I had an opportunity to visit this family. Please, next slide, please. 
So they said, we cannot find them. On the way, in the road, we found them. <laughs> so I had to talk them with talk on the road. And this is the man after two years of her uh, pain. This man came forward to marry her. And he married her and he, she has a wife. It's very unusual in India. After her husband or wife dies, somebody comes and marrying. So that three children are living with one of our church planter. We are taking care of them. And we both are. So this is another interesting story. Couple years back, anti-Christian people came to one village called one region called Kandamal, where they burnt more than thousand Christian houses, and all of them had no hope, no scope. And uh, God has given us opportunity through one of our church planter Amos. He brought these all kids when they were small, three years, four years back. So I brought them, and we have been supporting that state called Orissa. So we had an opportunity to give them education and uh, help them to grow in the word of God. And recently I had an opportunity to speak to them for two days, helping them how to you know, read the word of God, pray and witness and obey. That's how uh, they'll bless you. Know, you might have been familiar with the wheel illustration, which is from Navigators. So I exclusively uh, explained that and taught to them. They were so happy. So they accepted the Lord when I gave them altar call and some of them accepted to, you know, interested to read the word of God and grow in the knowledge of the Lord. This is recent ones. So these are some of our, uh, you know, kids with whom we give clothes, bags, and other uh, needs that we meet so that they would continue to study and uh, grow in the Lord. So this is how we run the VBS. In the, under the tree, we don't have a place in uh, other villages. This is very remote villages. One of our church planter and his, his helpers doing this. So we had a great time of uh, teaching the word of God. These guys, these all children come from Hindu pagan families. None of them are Christians. So one of the reasons they come to us because we give them education. Their parents want children to study, but they don't have a privilege of going to school because they don't have any schools in that. So we are trying to bring all of them and give, uh, tell our church planters, invest two to three hours spending with these children to give them education. At the same time, tell the stories from the Bible so that they would know who Jesus is. My dad came that way to the, to the saving knowledge of God. Yep, next slide, please. Yeah. These are the orphans brought from that Kandamal where we had a persecution. One of my brother taking care of and we are trying to support these children. So for the last three years, they are safe and secured, able to go to nice English medium school in a different place. So these are our church planters. We gave about 95 bicycles, evangelists, church planters, needy people. They go to uh, neighboring villages so that it will be easier for them. 95 at one time and uh, 35 at one time and 40 at one time. So nearly 200 bicycles we are able to buy for these all guys. Yeah, this is other other team. So this is another man who came to know the Lord a couple of years back and very passionate for evangelism. I surprised when he wanted to do the ministry because he doesn't have two legs to walk. Then he told me stories. I, I, I'm thrilled with that. And we provided that and uh, going with that bicycle from the village to village, sharing his story, sharing the gospel. And uh, he has been a blessing to many people. And he's not only an evangelist, now we have come to the point of planting a church in one place. So this is how we gave groceries to many families who suffered in the time of COVID. No jobs, no money, no finances. We regularly supported so these church planters and their wives. 
Next one, please. So at one point, when all the village is suffering, we discovered that and we called nearly 250 families and we supplied the groceries for a couple of months. So that has opened the door to go to that anti-Christian villages to share the love of God. And some of the village elders, they never liked Christians and all. They are telling today, please, we have experienced the love. We don't know Jesus, but we experienced the love of God. Come to our village and please try to do anything that you can. So this is other way. Some villages, you know, they don't like Christ. They're anti-Christian groups. I figured out with our church planters what way we can enter it. So we found some need of water. They don't have fresh water to drink. So we drilled about seven water wells in a different villages where we have wide openings. And the, the women, you know, they go to a pond nearby and they fetch the water. So today they have water wells in that villages. So this one water well costs about 250 bucks, including mission and everything. They can pump it and get the water. So this is another village. So this is a guy, 250 for an entire project for to deal the water well. And uh, this is, this guy lost mother and father. When his grandmother died recently, I had an opportunity to go and uh, attend the funeral. He was just bitterly crying, beating his chest. I found out what happened. He said, my father is a drunkard who died and my mother unable to you know, survive because of my dad's attitude and all. Now, the, my grandmother used to take care of me, but she also died. So I took that boy and sent him to, you know, he is very good at education, study. If he completed high school, what you call high school, we call it intermediate. So 10 plus 2. So I asked him what he wanted to do. He said, you know, something I want to do and... Uh, um, then I figured out he can do some digital photo designing. So I sent him to Hyderabad, that's capital city, where he was equipped. So he wanted to have a laptop and I presented mine, but, you know, it is crashed. So he wanted to, you know, do that job and he's equipped and he is able to do his job. But he's, you know, really asking us to pay for God's provision to buy a laptop, which costs about 700 to 400 bucks. And this another missionary son, and uh, we 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 supplied about you know four to five laptops this year, underprivileged orphans and missionary kids, so that they would go and uh, you know do some job. The next, yeah, this is another pastor's daughter, missionary daughter. I think you have seen her. She came. So these are some of the baptisms. This girl, this lady, and her husband. We found them on the literally road with three kids. That's Jyoti and Devadas who are living with us. And I had a privilege of sharing the word and they came and now they are living with us in the house. So my daughter was telling one day, Daddy, I don't know why God gave me this shelter with Chris and Best. But and one thing I realized, you have given shelter to so many poor and needy. So God is no man's debtor. <laughs> so God is giving me here to stay. Okay. So now they grew up and the children came to know the Lord and the husband is a drunkard, heavy drunkard. He used to drink and bring the bottles in his house. But today he has been baptized and helping us in the church, cleaning the church, and is is so happy. Yeah, next one, brother. Yeah, this is the family uh, attacked by the enemy. One anti, one uh, witchcraft man came to that two couple. They had three sons. They said, "I'm going to kill all your sons." So after that man uttered that word, one year later they lost one son who is a 32 years old. He married. He got two children. He died. He was killed. 
Then after they went to many doctors, many witchcraft people and temples, sacrifice and didn't work out. Next year, died one more child, 30 years old. So finally, one of my church members, when they were crying and uh, suffering, one of my church members shared them gospel and said, come to Pastor Christodas, we will pray for you. And then they never know who Jesus is. They never come to the church. But one word I said to them, the God who is in us far more powerful than the gods and goddesses who are in the world. Then she got, we want that God. So I shared the gospel, how you can have that God in your own life. And they accepted the Lord. Then, uh, you know, after accepting, we baptized these three of them. And after two, three years, there is no death in the family. And his name is now Zechariah, and her name is Salome. And he wanted to share, uh, change his name. I said, wait. So the three of them have been baptized and they've been regularly coming to the church. They are growing and they have a lot of, you know, confidence and faith that, that they are sharing with others that what Jesus has done in their life. So I told you about these two kids when they were five and eight. They grew up, now they are, she did her uh, master's and she did her master's both. So good friends of Bethany, <laughs> my daughter. So this is other uh, underprivileged and orphan children. We are taking care of that two father and mother died. They are living with grandmother and this living with one of our church planters and they are, they are growing and she's doing job and she's about to go for the job now. So likewise, we have many underprivileged poor and orphans along with uh, church planting and this ministry. So that's, uh, that's how the Lord has been uh, doing. Now we have, I started with one 18 years back. Now we have 110 church planters in five different states. So I tell you, I've been praying, Lord, what to teach them, what to give them. And Lord brought MBT into my life to give them a lot of resources for them to grow and make the disciples and plant the church. So I am so thankful to all of you for your prayers and your support. And especially thank you for this short time uh, and short information you have given me an opportunity to share. So you have been a blessing to us. Thank you. Uh, no plans yet. <laughs> So do you have a, another vocation or are you just... I, I'm full-time, I'm full-time pastor and also trainer for these church planters. Uh, you know, it's, that's a good question. It's one of the biggest challenges for our church plants. When they go to the villages, these village elders, they don't give any other jobs for them to do. So we are trying to, you know, do something, create some ways and means for them to, you know, have some small jobs so that they will depend upon that and raise some of their personal support because their congregations like five, ten people can't take care of it. And uh, my prayer request presently, my wife, uh, she's very good health-wise, but she had some keloid developed here at the ear piercing place and that is growing and she's really seeking prayers and doctors have not been help, they are not been able to extend any help. They just said, we can't help right now. So we are depending upon the prayers for the healing of that. Or God to give us some way of where to, you know, treat her. And you know, my two kids are here going. I am traveling and doing church planting. You can pray for Thank you. Thank you, brother.
I don't have a slide, so I'm going to turn that off. So, <clears throat> all right. So, uh, um, as you know, I went to Nairobi for a month, and uh, um, and I was actually there alone. So, um, and it was it was a bit of a surprise for me because when I signed up, I was just going to be running a Bible study and and evangelizing, and then Chris on his what first day there or whatever turned turned it into a church and all of a sudden i was going to be preaching messages and holding an actual church service so uh things changed quite a bit and so i actually i didn't get out much i spent a lot of time in the apartment putting the message together for the next week because the last time i put together a long message 40 minute message it took 2 weeks which wasn't going to fly so um, but, uh, um, Nairobi is, is, it's, it's pretty economically depressed. Um, it's not like a pretty place. Um, but the, the people are wonderful. I mean, people will just talk to you. I mean, they'll come up and talk to anybody. It's a very friendly place. Um, and they actually, in school, they have a requirement for religious studies. So just about everybody there has heard the name Jesus. They, they know who he is, but they might not know him. And so in that way, it's, it's, very, it's very easy to get the conversation going, but it's pretty challenging to draw out like, okay, do you just know his name or do you actually know him? And so, uh, um, so I had a few of those conversations, but a lot of my time was spent with uh, um, Ken, one of uh, Pastor James's disciples. Uh, I would just hang out with him and talk with him, and he'd ask me all sorts of questions, and I would do my best to answer. And, and actually, toward the end, I was like, "I don't know. I think you should. I think you should study that out." <laughs> so. Um, <clears throat> he is actually going to be doing translation work for the discipleship materials because that's actually kind of their biggest need now. I mean, people are, God is adding to the church daily, such as should be saved. Um, even like, like I wasn't going out evangelizing, but people were showing up to the church. So like without any effort at all, like people are showing up. So really what they need is they need prayers for that first generation of disciplers to, to finish and be faithful and become disciplers. Um, because that's, that was the premise that Chris started the church on. It's like, what are you doing here? Are you studying the Bible or are you going to make disciples? And they agreed, we, we want to make disciples. And so that's, that's what they're doing. But uh, um, the other thing that makes Nairobi kind of challenging is that uh, the unemployment is super high. And so there's this, this air over the entire city of, I'm in need. Can you fill that need? And they're asking each other, you know, how can you help me? Can you help me? And that's fine, except that 
everybody's in need. So Chris, uh, Chris and Christine do a, a marriage counseling or marriage seminars, and they've taught that uh, two ticks and no dog, right? So they're trying to feed off each other, but really what they need is they need a source. And, and God owns everything. And so we're trying to start to get them to like, okay, instead of asking each other, pray to God, let God supply your need because he owns everything anyway. And then you'll have your need supplied and you'll have your faith increased. And then maybe even some others that saw you, maybe their faith will be increased as well. So, um, and I was kind of going somewhere and the train got derailed, but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, the money, the sermons, God was faithful. He gave me sermons, including the week where I went on safari. So I was gone for three days and I came back and I had three days to put a sermon together and he gave me the message and it was, it was good. So, uh, um, I know there's something else. So the church, um, it kind of started off in Jeanette's apartment, but now they're meeting in an office building and they're just renting a room. So, uh, um, yeah. And that's, uh, um, that's really another need they have right now because they're, the church body is growing, but there's almost as many youth as adults. So the last service I was there, there were 20 adults and there were eight youth, but four, three of those, three of those adults were 16 and 17 years old. So like they were almost youth as well. So, um, if that continues to grow right now, like we meet in the building and the kids meet out on the, the little patio outside. So, uh, um, yeah, we could actually need like another room pretty quick. So. Inside. Yep. Yeah. So, but it, it's, it was an amazing, it was an amazing time there. Um, I, uh, almost didn't want to come back. Yeah, I just would like us to know the, the people, the congregation here. You said that there's a number of adults and some uh, young, younger people, youth people. Uh, for the, the adults, are they working or studying? So uh, give us just an idea. So we, uh, as a living will and also as an Arabic fellowship to, to understand what is the situation of the congregation there. Yes. Yeah. So um, it's about, it's about 50, 50 on people working and not working. So there are a number of people that um, have not been able to find jobs and they're just living with family. And they're they're dependent on family to take care of them. 
And so, um, so those people have been praying for jobs. Um, and we need your prayers for them as well. So um, if you would be praying for, for jobs for people in Nairobi, that'd be wonderful. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there's, and, and then discipleship is about 50-50 as well. Um, there are a number of them going through discipleship, but there are some that are kind of not sure and not doing it. So uh, um, that's an area too of, of maturity where they just need to step up and, and we need, we need to be praying for them to do that. So, and then uh, um, it's, it's a lot of women. There are some men now that are coming. Um, but we'll just, we'll have to see where they go. Cause the men are pretty new. The women are, are a little bit more established because Jeanette has been there a while and has, has grown this body of women around her. And the, the men are kind of a new thing where we started coming. And so they're, they're just brand new. We're just, we're waiting for you to sign up, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, so, so right now, so there's, there's two Sundays here where there won't be anybody. Um, Braden and David are going to be going, so they'll be there for two weeks. Uh, but then January and February are open. I think maybe Chris and Christine might be going back. Um, but yeah, there's, there's people lining up for next year, but we need more, a lot more. So, uh, um, the recording. Um, Genesis one verse two. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't have someone there to preach, they'll just watch the Genesis series and get to know Sam, get to know MVP a little better down there. But we we can't not have anybody there. Issues come up in a group of people, right? He did. Yeah, I got up at 1230 and led the Discovery Bible method online. Yeah, and then came to church, although I didn't see him. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. <laughs>
so it will be, a, a, you know, even it will be hard for him, you know, in just flying two days from, from South Sudan to here. But it will be a good encouragement for if he can arrange all the group will come, yeah. you know, to see, to see him. Yeah, and that's that's tricky there because people are people are living so close to the edge of poverty that like when you say hey come and let's meet like they're counting out like do I have bus fare oh like I like I don't I can't go cuz I don't have bus fare to get me so yeah that's that's how close it is It, it again too is, is tricky because you you have got to be listening for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit may use you to pay for something, but you've got to be listening and hearing clearly, and they need to be not asking you. <laughs> What I taught when I was there was, if you have no resources, just do what the Bible says and pray and ask God to provide. Yeah. That's what God said to do. He wants to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. He said, cast your cares upon me. Yeah. He called himself Jehovah Jireh. Pray to God. Like, what? How, how did you miss that? Okay, so... That's your prayer if you don't have resources. Now, if you do have resources, here's your prayer. Thank you, God, for meeting my needs according to your riches and glory. With whom would you have me share? Okay. What you don't do is pray to each other. Yeah. Oh, dear Christodon. Would thou meet my needs? No, God, I, I pray to God. Okay, if Christodos has resources, he prays, he prays, who would you have me to share with? And then we just trust God to lead in that. So, Nick, that's kind of what I taught there. And, and then the policy that came out of that principle of prayer is don't ask other people in the church for money. Okay, now that's a hard lesson in Nairobi. The day I taught that, afterwards, I had people asking me for bus fare. <laughs> Okay, it was it was a hundred Kenya shillings, which is like eighty cents. 
I told him, no, I won't give you 80 cents. He says, it's a four hour walk home. Like, uh, well, you know, trust us. Like, couldn't right after teaching that, then give him money. So yeah, it's a tricky situation. Pray for wisdom because we could mess it up real easily, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'd have 400 kids attending that church ministry. Yeah. How does, you know, there's one person who's been to LSBI, there's one person who's been completed discipleship, and a couple more who were in discipleship. It can't handle the, the needs of 400 needy kids who are going to then bring their families. Like, I even invited a girl who met at the mall church, and she came to church late, and she does like nails at, the, at, at a salon in the mall. She came and and uh, that afternoon, she had three people walk into her salon. She's like, I'm never going to miss another moment of church because, you know, I, I had a good day for going to church. So it was just the littlest word gets out that people are going to be blessed by that. And there's just going to be thousands of people just prosperity letting. gospel. And so so it, it, that's a really good question. So, yeah. yes, we want to be the ones through whom God works. God can use anybody, you yeah. guys. Yeah. Man, let's be the ones through whom he works. But the biggest need that we can meet is spiritual. Yeah. So we are finding ways to provide scholarship. We are finding ways. A micro loan to get that degree is a possibility that we're looking at. I've got someone who wants to give a micro loan. To somebody and and help pay for education and things like that so we're looking at that but the situation in kenya is is different mm -hmm. we said that's the thing out that's not why yeah and then one other thing i would add before we close out and, and we need to pray over kenya and, and india and <clears throat> you didn't want to show that video no I, yeah so um in Acts chapter 14, after Paul had gone around and they had, they had evangelized, um, Paul established elders in the church. So the church in Acts chapter 14, you have to study it out for yourself, but the church existed before it had elders. So it is valid that there's a group in Kenya functioning as a church that doesn't have elders yet. However, it's a little bit weird in terms of our way of thinking, and we have not yet had a chance to really thoroughly explain to MBT what is happening in Nairobi. So I would just make this one request. Let's, let's, call, let's call it a church plant or a church plant team in Nairobi instead of just calling them a church. So I agree with you, but, but just in terms of I don't want to confuse MBT or people that are listening. Yeah. Because when you hear a church, you think of a building and pews and there's a pastor and there's praise and worship team and there's children. Like, I, I don't want to confuse people. So let's just call it a church plant team or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Did you see any uh, wild animals? I did. I went on safari and uh, three day safari and got to see. All the all the usual stuff. So there's 
there's tons of zebra and antelope. They're all over the place. And uh, elephants and giraffe are everywhere. Um, the lions are pretty easy to see. You just got to know where to look because they're just sleeping all day anyway. They just You just pull up and they're like, oh. no, no camels there. Yeah. Um, we saw a cheetah and leopard. So those are fairly rare. Yes, yes, they were, they were over quite a bit. So. Okay, let me grab my mom's question. There are tons of small businesses everywhere. So I don't think there's one industry, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think you could literally do just about anything there. The service industries will You want me to pull up that video? Yeah. Guys, let me close out in prayer. But first, this is a video that Chris Tadasa sent. Do you want to tell us something about this before we watch? Yeah, this is a, a recent meeting. This was one week, a 10 days before. After I arrived, one of my trips, I had to send you this video because it's next door, which I shared with you, where the women's sacrificing witchcraft is very much prevalent. One of our guys uh, helping this guy to grow in the Lord. And he planted church there in that village. And recently, anti Christian group people gone there and attacked him. You can see that short video there. Then inside the church and we'll do it. And he got selected because? Because of not the church. Yeah, but he got selected because uh, this anti-Christian guys, they provoked these villages. You are having another goddess which is very strange into our village. Please let let it let it not continue. So that's almost an attack. So what? this is attack against him. 